Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Place Prepared. Place Prepared podcast is about manifesting and the law of assumption. This includes success stories, Neville Goddard analysis, manifesting tips, and much more. In this episode, we are continuing with the series where we read in chronological order Neville Goddard's books. I would read an excerpt and discuss what the passage, chapter, or page means to me. We are continuing with At Your Command, which came out in 1939. I will be reading this book from Neville Goddard's Complete Reader on Amazon Kindle. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it, the Lord being your consciousness. Except that which you seek is first established in your consciousness, you will labor in vain to find it. All things must begin and end in consciousness. Consciousness. Consciousness? So blessed indeed is the man that trusts in himself, for man's faith in God will ever be measured by his confidence in himself. You believe in God, believe also in me. Put not your trust in men, for men but reflect that being that you are, and can only bring to you, or do unto you, that which you have first done unto yourself. I think that a lot of us need to work on our trust, the trust we have in ourselves. For a long time, I would allow my OCD to take over. So, for example, when I would lock the door to the backyard, I was sure I did it, but I would have to check it multiple times just in case. One day, I realized that me having to constantly check was because I did not trust that I did things right. It is still a work in progress, but the more we trust in ourselves and in our abilities, the more free we will feel. Think about how many times you check to see if you did the latest technique correctly, or you're constantly checking to see if you've gotten your manifestation. That's you not trusting in you and in your I am. Imagine what it would be like if you believed that you were the person who did things correctly. You probably wouldn't do a technique more than once, or you wouldn't check up on your manifestation. You would just trust. This is what Neville is referring to. No man taketh away my life. I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. No matter what happens to man in this world, it is never an accident. It occurs under the guidance of an exact and changeless law. No man, manifestation, comes unto me except the Father within me draw him, and I and my Father are one. Believe this truth and you will be free. Man has always blamed others for that which he is and will continue to do so until he finds himself as cause of it all. I am comes not to destroy, but to fulfill. I am the awareness within you destroys nothing, but ever fill full the molds or conception one has of oneself. It is impossible for the poor man to find wealth in this world no matter how he is surrounded with it, until he first claims himself to be wealthy. For signs follow, they do not proceed. To constantly kick and complain against the limitations of poverty while remaining poor in consciousness is to play the fool's game. Changes cannot take place from the level of consciousness for life is constantly outpicturing all love. The law is perfect every time. If quote-unquote bad things are happening, it is because the law is working. If good things are happening, it is because the law is perfect every time. It is all just more and more proof that it is working. The more you complain, the more reasons you will find to complain. 
the more joy you experience, the more you will continue to find reasons to be joyful. But that is easier said than done. Our bodies and our minds are conditioned to think that life is hard, or at least for some. Your job is to convince only yourself of your new truth. Practice, practice, practice. Let's keep going. Follow the example of the prodigal son. Realize that you yourself brought about this condition of waste and lack and make the decision within yourself to rise to a higher level where the faded calf, the ring, and the robe await your claim. There was no condemnation of the good prodigal when he had the courage to claim this inheritance of his own. Others will condemn us only as long as we continue in that for which we condemn ourselves. So, happy is the man that condemneth himself not in that which he alloweth, for to live nothing is condemned, all is expressed. Life does not care whether you call yourself rich or poor, strong or weak. It will eternally reward you with that which you claim as true of yourself. The measurements of right and wrong belong to man alone. To life there is nothing right or wrong. As Paul stated in his letters to the Romans, I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So asking yourself whether you are worthy or unworthy to receive that which you desire, you as man did not create the desire. Your desires are ever fashioned within you because of what you now claim yourself to be. When a man is hungry without thinking, he automatically desires food. When imprisoned, he automatically desires freedom and so forth. Your desires contain within themselves the plan of self-expression. So leave all judgments out of the picture and rise in consciousness to the level of your desire and make yourself one with it by claiming it to be so now. For my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. This is probably my favorite part of the whole book and this part particularly is beautiful to me because of the aspect of no right or wrong, just your own perception. No one is judging you besides you. It's like when you might have a zit on you and you think that it's so big and everyone's going to see it and think it's gross, but everyone is so concerned about themselves that they don't even notice. And if they do, it's because you kept thinking everyone was going to think about it, thus manifested. Also important about this is that your desires are yours for a reason. It's for you to accept and receive. Neville says it himself. I am's job is to fulfill. All right, let's keep going. This part has to do more with what a desire is. Have faith in this unseen claim until the conviction is born within you that it is so. Your confidence in this claim will pay great rewards. Just a little while and he the thing desired will come. But without faith, it is impossible to realize anything. Through faith, the worlds were framed because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Don't be anxious or concerned as to results. They will follow just as surely as day follows night. Look upon your desires, all of them, as the spoken words of God, and every word or desire a promise. The reason most of us fail to realize our desires is because we are constantly conditioning them. Do not condition your desire, just accept it as it comes to you. Give thanks for it to the point that you are grateful for having already received it, then go about your way in peace. Such acceptance of your desire is like dropping a seed, fertile seed, into prepared soil. For when you can drop the thing desired in consciousness, confident that it shall appear, you have done all that is expected to you. 
but to be worried or concerned about the how of your desired maturing is to hold these fertile seeds in a mental grasp and therefore never to have dropped them in the soil of confidence. The reason men condition their desires is because they constantly judge after the appearance of being and see the things as real, forgetting that the only reality is the consciousness back of them. To see things as real is to deny that all things are possible to God. The man who is imprisoned and sees his four walls as real is automatically denying the urge or promise of God within him of freedom. The question often asked when this statement is made is, if one's desire is a gift of God, how can you say that if one desires to kill a man, that such a desire is good and therefore God sent? In answer to this, let me say that no man desires to kill another. What he does desire is to be freed from such a one. But because he does not believe that the desire to be free from such, such a one contains within itself the powers of freedom, he conditions that desire and sees the only way to express such freedom is to destroy the man, forgetting that the life wrapped within the desire has ways that he, as man, knows not of. Its ways are past finding out. Thus, man distorts the gifts of God through his lack of faith. The way I see desires, and I've talked about it before, is like Neville says, it's a promise to you of fulfillment, that it is meant for you. God became you to experience what it would be like to be you. As you get a desire, it's for you to accept and experience it. The reason you are looking for the how or when is because you have forgotten who you are. When you notice that you are feeling anxious about your manifestation, remind yourself that you are God here to experience that desire. That's it. You experience it internally so that it gets experienced externally. It's like giving a blueprint to your dream house. You map it out before it can be built. How can it be built if you have not given it a blueprint? All right, let's continue. Problems are the mountains spoken of that can be removed if one has but the faith of a grain of a mustard seed. Men approach their problem as did the old lady who, on an attending service and hearing the priest say, If you had but the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you would say unto yonder mountain, Be thou removed, and it shall be removed, and nothing is impossible to you. That night, as she said her prayer, she quoted this part of the scripture and retired to bed in what she thought was faith. On arising in the morning, she rushed to the window and exclaimed, I knew that old mountain would still be there, for this is how man approaches his problem. He knows that they are still going to confront him, and because life is no respecter of persons and destroys nothing, it continues to keep alive that which he is conscious of being. Things will disappear only as man changes in consciousness. Deny it if you will, it still remains a fact that consciousness is the only reality and things but mirror that which you are in consciousness. So the heavenly state you are seeking will be found only in consciousness, for the kingdom of heaven is within you. As the will of heaven is ever done on earth, you are today living in the heaven that you have established within you. For here on this very earth, your heaven reveals itself. The kingdom of heaven really is at hand. Now is the accepted time. So create a new heaven, enter into a new state of consciousness, and a new earth will appear. You have the power and the ability to make your life on earth, literally heaven on earth. If you would just shift your consciousness to what you want instead of looking for evidence that it doesn't work, why not focus on the evidence that it does work? I know a lot of you listening have told me amazing success stories, yet when it comes to your bigger manifestations, you refuse to believe it works, or you make it difficult for you to accept. Just receive it. 
Just allow yourself to be happy. Do you not deserve to believe you are the one you want to be? Do you not deserve to experience pure joy and peace? To conclude, this episode really is about finding the trust within yourself and allowing yourself to receive what you want. Allowing yourself to accept that your desires are a promise to you. With that all being said, this is the second to last episode. This next episode will conclude at your command and it will conclude the end of season one. Thank you for listening to Place Prepared Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. You can give a follow to Place Prepared on Instagram for daily manifesting content. Happy manifesting!